Welcome to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Episode 15, Mouth Like a Hippo, Like a Parakeet. Hi, this is Aaron Marks. I'm here on uh, the Angel Impact podcast, and that's the official podcast of Wisconsin River Business Angels, which is Central Wisconsin's only angel investment group. I'm here with uh, Jeff Ebel, the president. How are you, Jeff? Fine, thank you. And uh, I'm here with Leon Ostrowski as well. He's the chair. How are you, Leon? Good morning, Jeff. Or pardon me, Jeff and Aaron. Right. Good morning, yeah. Leon. <laughs> <laughs> and a good, very good morning to both of you. So, um, see, we like to foster a lot of goodwill and uh, congeniality on Angel Impact here. So, um, so uh, today we're going to talk about a, a topic um, uh, in one of uh, one of Jeff's earthy expressions. That's one of our favorite uh, qualities about Jeff is that he's got. Uh, this real down-to-earth uh, folkiness, I, I would say. And I, I think I learn a new expression from Jeff every time I talk to him. Uh, so here's, here's one that, that I've been enjoying particularly lately. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say it verbatim because this is a family-friendly podcast, but mouth like a hippo, rear end like a parakeet. Uh, Jeff didn't say rear end, but maybe you can imagine what he said. So what does that mean? Uh, and I'm just going to kind of throw this open to both of you because I, you know, I think we can kind of ping pong this around a little bit. So what, what, what is, what does that expression mean? And why is it, why is it a problem for entrepreneurs? Well, I'll take this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite uh, uh, colloquialisms there. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and I picked that up from a, a boss of mine that uh-huh. I worked with for many years. And actually he had worked for me in my business um, and he had, tons of those but that was one yeah. of my favorite ones and uh, I, we worked in manufacturing it was furniture manufacturing and it was it, furniture manufacturing is fairly complex process i mean there's a lot of lot of work centers and a lot of operations that go into making a completed product and uh, uh, People in manufacturing and even in sales uh, love to talk about big numbers coming in. I, you know, we got a record sales month this month. Uh, really, really got a lot of stuff coming in. But it was sales, uh, that's not what you should be measuring. You should be measuring uh, dollars coming in from sales that actually went out. What was delivered, what was manufactured, what was delivered, what was shipped, and what was paid for. So uh, a lot of managers and salespeople can really brag about what they're bringing in, but if you can't get it out the back end, it doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. So again, it, uh, it's, it's really easy to look at the big numbers coming in, but it's the numbers coming out the back that really tell the story. So that's kind of what, what that's about and what it does bottlenecks in your operation. What is keeping, what is re, the restriction points uh, that are keeping you from actually processing and, and actually delivering and receiving money on the, that product that they bring in on the front end? Yeah. So basically, you can have the best sales force in the world, but if you have issues in your organization that, um, uh, you know, that, that impede the, the fulfillment, um, then it's, it's, it's more of a liability, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because somebody is making promises that you can't keep. Okay. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. What happens then? You end up with a customer that's uh, turned off because your salesman gave them all the good news. And now there's someone else in the organization has given them the bad news. We cannot deliver for 
various reasons. So there's been bottlenecks in the operations and those bottlenecks are usually understood and are clear and they need to be addressed. And that's where the entrepreneur needs to work with the rest of the organization to improve that capability to deliver. And if you don't deliver, you don't get the repeat business. So therefore that'll affect your future orders. And if you do deliver and it's in very good high quality, you obviously get more and you can grow faster. So you gotta get everything in sync in the company, not just the selling side, but also the other sides of uh, producing, delivering. And people all through the organization need to be aware of what's happening because they're contributing to the success of the company. So nobody should be looked upon as more favorable than the other yeah. and uh, they all have to deliver. Yeah. That's that's an excellent point, uh, Leon, and that uh, that communication is absolutely critical to understand capacity. You know, what is the capacity of your operation? How much can you produce in a given period of time? And everyone has to be on the same page regarding that. Um, again, to, uh, not to make promises you can't keep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in thinking about this, um, you know, so I, I run a number of small businesses um, and I, I'm always, um, you know, it's like I'm keenly aware of this, you know, this balance between sales and fulfillment, you know. Uh, so it's like, here's an example. One of the businesses I, I run is a music school. And so basically, uh, you know, if I was going to boil down what that does is, you know, we have teachers who have time available and then we have students who want to learn an instrument. And so our job, you know, at, at a very basic level is to sell spots with our teachers to uh, to the customers who want to learn an instrument. And so there's always this push and pull between, okay, we have too much supply. You know, it's like we have teachers who want students and we're not getting enough sales versus, oh, we have a lot of people asking for this one instrument versus, you know, and it's like, oh, we don't actually have someone to teach that. So I'm aware there's this constant kind of tension there and it's very hard to get that balance right. But what I also know is that since I'm basically the one who's facilitating all of it, I constantly see the whole picture. And so I instinctively know what I need to adjust, what actions I take. So what I'm wondering is, you know, with, with angel investing, you guys are working with companies that, that want to scale really fast, right? And in order to do that, they have to expand their teams really quickly. And so they have this, you know, constantly expanding infrastructure, right? And then they need to figure out how to communicate together uh, together effectively and you know maybe they haven't built that out yet is that and you're saying that that things get lost in that process is that what you see let me take a stab at oh, that not, go, go ahead go ahead uh what i'm seeing here uh aaron no, is you you have the balance between the sales and the production and it's going out the door very rapidly. Yeah. Everything's in balance inside the company. And all of a sudden the company can still go broke. And you say, well, why okay. is that? Well, hmm. to do all that, you got capital tied up. You got capital in raw material. You got your work in process. You got capital in inventory. And by the way, the customer says, I'll pay you for this in 60 days. So now you're carrying all that. So if you don't okay. have enough cash in the company to handle all that, you can go belly up and that's wow. been one of the biggest contributors to failures of companies, even though you have everything else in balance. Okay. So you gotta have the growth that's compatible with your ability to sustain it. So that means you gotta have high margin business if you wanna do it all yourself. Otherwise you need more capital from either angel investors or the bank or some ah, source okay. to help you have the lubricant to keep that whole <laughs> operation 
flowing. Uh, and I think it's also important, extremely important to understand at any given point in time, what your bottleneck is. And that bottleneck changes. It's like squeezing a water balloon. You know, it's going to just bulge out someplace. When, when you address a bottleneck in one place in your process, you are going to create a bottleneck somewhere else. Hopefully it's at a higher level, a higher production level. But whatever that is, that moves constantly. And as you grow your business, as you change processes, that bottleneck moves around. And wherever it is at any given time, that is what tells you exactly how much you can produce in a given period of time. Mm -hmm. It's that bottleneck. That's going to determine your, your total production, what you're going to get out. Okay. Is this something you see with a lot of the companies that you invest in or even consider for investment, this kind of bottleneck? No, actually, okay. no. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. A lot of the, lot of the uh, uh, concepts are the same. You know, I'm, I'm speaking again, my background is more manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, but the same thing is true with uh, even creating code or creating applications. Okay. Um, you got the same processes. You have the same. You have the same issues. There are still bottlenecks. Where are the bottlenecks? Where are things not uh, being produced? Where are you not getting the the flow through in your business? Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it, it's it's a little easier to imagine it in a physical manufacturing process. But the uh, the concepts are the same in just about any business. Okay. Okay. But what happens here, Aaron, is when the company is young and getting started, it's more on the ability to produce and getting the right equipment, getting it debugged, so you sort of get the production capacity up there. But as yeah. the company grows and you have more and more sales, then it becomes more of this issue with the cash flow that'll typically come in a little later in the game. Okay. It's uh, now filling warehouses, shipping this stuff to different parts of the, the country. If you're going to ship and supply the whole world, you know, you now need to have even longer uh, supply lines and more cash tied up. And that yeah. same goes for raw materials. So those cash flow changes tend to come for companies that maybe are into generating million dollar sales or more. You know, now the market has found out they really like the product and they want to take it in faster than you can. So you got to manage growth. And that's one of the difficult challenges entrepreneurs have is to manage growth. Yeah. And that, that circles back to the mouth like a hippo thing. As, uh, <laughs> the entrepreneur has been hungry for so long. Yeah. <laughs> when they see big orders coming in, they have all they can do to help themselves from taking it all. They uh, want to eat uh -huh. the whole elephant because it's there and because they're so hungry for it. Yeah. Rather than disciplining yourself and say, I cannot as much as I want. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been working for this moment to have more work than I can handle. And while you're there, now you have to be able to be disciplined enough to say, we can't do it. Yeah, but we yeah. can do it next month or the following month, but we can't do it now. And saying no is really, really hard for good salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> so how does having a, a good team of, uh, you know, like angel uh, investors on your side, how, do, how does that help you avoid this problem? The, the bottleneck problem. One of the opportunities is they sometimes supply more cash, especially in this cash flow thing. The other thing is they can say, well, look, you don't have to get it from us. We can get it from a bank. That's a sales and the bank will supply cash to you just on your sales orders. And uh, that would be other sources for the capital side. And they will share their experience and say, here's how we did it. And uh, that's really good uh, information. 
There, there are other bottlenecks besides financial bottlenecks in the company. And there are physical bottlenecks, even in the development of an application, say, you know, where you have coders and you have uh, people working on certain modules. There may be certain challenges that are taking an extended period of time either to get the product out. Uh, maybe uh, there could be one in um, uh, order entry, order fulfillment. There could be one in customer service. If you don't think you have problems with uh, ones and zeros, uh, you know, you got to have somebody answering the phone and helping uh, uh, customers through a technical problem. Maybe there's an upgrade. Uh, you, you might not have the capacity to do that. You might not have the expertise in, in-house. So how are you going to do that? Should I be outsourcing some of this technical stuff? Um, you know, you're going to spend more money on it, but you know, what's the, what's the, uh, the downside is that maybe, uh, if I don't, if I continue with my current capacity, I'm going to have to say no to some people or yeah. I'm going to have to lie to yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> is how that works for you, you know, you know, as just said, there's even an opportunity to run into these delays for reasons, nothing to do with internal problems, but this may have to be a product that has FDA, Food and Drug Administration approval to get it through the system. Mm -hmm. And if it's a drug, this may be several years to eventually get that tested in human beings to know it's safe and that it's effective. And then you got to prove it to the government before they'll give you the stamp of approval to say, all right, can you manufacture this now? And is it a, a manufacturing process that's been approved by us? So you got all these stamps of approval before you can ever sell it. So once you get it going, now you have a lot of barriers and it's very difficult for competition to come in when you have all those approvals. And uh, that's good. <laughs> and that's why drug companies uh, can charge a lot of money for their product because it saves lives. But number two, it keeps it difficult for competitors to get it in until the patents are expired mm -hmm. so so really there's there's just all these places in a business where things can kind of build up and not get dealt with or you know basically where the demand uh you know considerably exceeds the supply and you know basically things don't flow and mm -hmm. you know if things don't flow then that's when they you know they fester in atrophy right um mm -hmm. but having a good a good advisory team can show you the places you're not looking for them and why you need to look there. Right? Yeah, very, very important. Right. Yeah. Uh, blind spots. Everyone has right. them. And the more the more diverse your group is, the more likely you are for someone to catch that and yeah. to, to, to highlight it. And like Leanne was saying, there might be some things that are completely out of your control. Uh, you know, look at microchips they're doing for, for uh, auto manufacturers right now. Yeah. You can't get microchip. So they're, they're not building a, you know, the cost of that microchip versus the cost of that vehicle. I mean, that, yeah. that's the tail wagging the dog. <laughs> you know, they got this, uh, and you know, not that they're, they're really cheap, but they're still compared to the cost of the finished product. It's a very minor item, but it's, it's causing all kinds of problems in the manufacturing process. And who saw that coming? I don't know. And even if you did, what can you do about it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, any last thoughts about uh, mouth like a hippo, uh, Leon? <laughs> oh, I think we got it pretty well covered. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, that episode based on one of Jeff's uh, favorite earthy expressions. Um, so my name is Aaron Marks. Uh, this has been Angel Impact. It's the official podcast of the WRBA, Wisconsin River Business Angels. That's Central Wisconsin's only angel investment group. I've been here with uh, Jeff Ebel, the president, and Leanna Strasky, the chair. And we'll see you on the next episode of Angel Impact. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Aaron. Goodbye. 
Thanks for listening to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. To learn more about the Wisconsin River Business Angels, visit the website at www.midwestwealthventures.com or find us on Facebook.